It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining us as he does every Friday, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm good. Congratulations on one year of the Observer uh, being a thing. I thought that was a cool little note that you sent out earlier this week. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. Uh, We, uh, for those of you who don't know, we launched the Auburn Observer on September 1st last year and uh, yeah, one year anniversary Uh, really cool seeing the amount of people who have joined up. Uh, We just got our 900th subscriber uh, like just before we started recording this, which is pretty cool. And uh, I guess I can go ahead and do my plug here early. Um, If you're not an observer subscriber and you would like to be one, this is a perfect time to get on board because not only is it week one, but we're celebrating our one year anniversary by giving a dollar off every month for our annual rate for your first year. So if you want to subscribe to Auburn Observer, uh, auburnobserver.com, you can pretty much find it anywhere there, but you could also go to auburnobserver.com slash anniversary and get it. And that is a full year for $48. So your first year is for 48 instead of the full 60 if you want to join up right now. Just trying to get some more people on on board uh, before the Akron game, and uh, that'll run through uh, Sunday night. That's right. That's right. And my favorite thing that you do, and I think a lot of people would agree with me with this, but... Uh, your your film rooms, those still coming out every Monday. Monday. Is that is that your plan here? Monday morning, it'll be there. Okay, we'll cool. put it out Monday morning. So yeah, uh, and uh, for those of you who are subscribed, you got an email uh, from me accidentally Thursday afternoon because I right. accidentally uh, sent out the the Friday morning mailbag. So by the time you're listening to this, you definitely have had access to it. Uh, but everybody else, if you want to check out the mailbag today, because there's a lot of good stuff in it for the Akron game. Uh, AuburnObserver.com, easiest way to get on board there. Yeah, I sat down Thursday afternoon to do some work, and uh, I-, I pulled up my email, and I'm like, "Did I miss this this morning?" And then uh, <laughs> you should have seen me. You should have seen me in my in my apartment <laughs> going like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> yeah, to like like I'm like hitting the back button. I'm like, "Oh, hopefully I can." And then and then I, like before it before it gets done loading on my screen, my phone buzzes. With me getting my right. own email that I accidentally sent to myself. Oh so, no! Yeah, so I was like, eh, okay, but um, it was it was all right. It, it was all right. We may do it. A lot of people had some fun with it, so I, yeah. I appreciate that. I haven't read it yet. I'm still gonna treat it as if I got it uh, Friday there morning. You go. But that's what that's what we want. Everybody just treat it like it's a, it's a there normal we go. Friday. There we go. So yep. Jay Ferg, obviously, uh, I've asked this question to everyone that's popped on the pod this week, and a lot mm-hmm. of overlap. Some people saying different things, um, but. What's the biggest thing to take away? What are Auburn fans supposed to be looking at um, Saturday, tomorrow, which is weird to say, but what are they supposed to be looking at when they're playing a a team that is so bad? I mean, they don't do a lot of things very well at all. No, it's hard to find an area where Akron was not one of the five worst teams in the country in last season on both sides of the ball. Um, So for me, I think the big thing is, is that you want to look clean, efficient, have some potential for explosiveness through the air and on the ground on offense. But we know that when you play you know, historically, when you, you when you play a really bad football team, offensively it can be fool's gold. 
um, because bad football teams are bad football teams. But defense, I mean, you're you're competing every week with the thought in mind that the best thing you can do is pitch a shutout and have a really good game. Yeah. So if the defense does a really good job against Akron on Saturday, I think that I mean history tells us that that travels well. That that lasts for a season. So I think offensively, you know, don't expect them to light the world on fire. If they do, great. But I think just be balanced, be efficient, be explosive at times, run things cleanly, I think is going to be the big thing there. And on defense, I think my big thing I'm interested in seeing is we've talked so much this offseason about the pass rush yeah. and how Auburn's got to generate a much better pass rush, get off the field on third downs. Perfect opportunity to do this. Akron surrendered the third most sacks per game last season of anybody in the FBS. Yikes. Um, like I said, there's it's it's hard to find something they were not the worst at or among the fifth the five well, worst at uh, in the FBS last season. Can you do that on a consistent basis? And how many ways do you do it? With your edge guys, with your defensive linemen, blitzing your linebackers, throwing some defensive backs in the mix. Let's see how creative uh Derek Mason gets and 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 see just what this new look defense can do and getting getting pressure on the quarterback. Because I think that's the one big question. If they can consistently get after the quarterback this year, this has potentially one of the best defenses in the SEC. But then the question is, like, how creative should Derek Mason be? I mean, right. not a lot of teams know exactly what Auburn's going to do. I guess, in theory, none of them do. You can look at what he did at Vanderbilt, and you can look at you know some of the traits that these Auburn players have, but we don't know exactly... No. You know, what these tendencies are going to be, especially from like blitzing perspectives. Like, what do they do on right. third and long and third and short and things like that? So it's like, do you want to show Penn State, LSU, and Georgia that over, you know, the, the first month of the season? That's an interesting conversation. But also, mm -hmm. like, you know, just to, you know, be devil's advocate for another point that you said, how bad the offensive line for Akron was last year. They started four freshmen and then that, uh, that upperclassman yeah. at center. So maybe they take a step, but. I, I watched a lot of Akron this week, as I'm sure you did, and it's really bad football. It's really tough to watch. <laughs> I'll be honest, I, I haven't I haven't watched a whole lot of good, Akron because good. you're probably happier. Bad. Yeah, they're I'm, really bad. They're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. But their left tackle is a massive dude. I think he's like six. They haven't listed at six nine. I don't know if I fully buy that, but he's a very big guy. Uh, his name, his last name's Gray, I believe. But mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at him, I mean, sure he's big. But he is not quick. His feet are very, no. very slow. And so, so seeing him go up against a guy like Derek Hall or a guy like Eculiota, I mean, it's going to be a problem. Like, it's going to ruin yeah. the football game on third and, you know, eight plus. I mean, they're, they're not going to be able to slow them down at all unless they put a tight end back there or something like that. It's going to be really, and, really bad. And then in the middle, you've got guys like Colby Wooden, and Marcus Harris, Colby Wooden, telling us this week, I love playing on the inside because that's the quickest way to get to the quarterback. I mean, his mindset I there, I think, is really, really good. This is a fast defense. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, with the speed. I mean, the, I I don't expect on the offensive end for Auburn to be flawless. I think there's going to be some bumps. I think there's going to be some errors and issues that come with changing so much and everything so new for this team. But I think on defense – I mean, they have been ahead of the curve pretty much all season, uh, all off season, and I and I, I expect Auburn to really, really put it on Akron um, on the defensive side of the ball. And, and and the big thing for me is, can you get a consistent pass rush? They've got a quarterback in Cato Nelson, who's solid by Mac standards. I think he's okay, actually. I think yeah, he's he yeah. is not why they're bad. No, and, and two years ago, he had. I mean, he's every year he started there at Akron. He didn't play there last year. Every year he started for Akron, he's just, I mean, for a Mac quarterback, he is fine. Yeah. He is a fine quarterback. So, you know. Great name. You've got a guy, you've got, yeah, absolutely. Kato Nelson, you've got to are you do, kidding me? You, 
you've got a dude who is going to be smart, I think, and, and experienced and kind of been through the fire before. So like you, this is not going to be, he's not going to be a total pushover, but I do think that that this defense, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how they get to the quarterback, and how often they get to the quarterback, because that's something I think can last uh, throughout the season. We saw in 2017, Auburn absolutely obliterated Georgia Southern in week one. Mm-hmm. A lot of tackles for loss, a lot of sacks in that game, right? And that became the tone of that defense. They might not have been play over play as dominant as maybe the 19 team was on defense, but they created a lot of havoc with guys like you know, like Jeff Holland, Derek right. Brown, Mar- Marlon Davidson stepping up in big ways that year. So I, I think that this could be a tone setter for that group on that side of the ball. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Tons of different flavors. You can go to Built.com today. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Hey, and if you hear all these flavors and you look at them and you don't know exactly which ones to try, they've got a box where you can kind of mix and match some things and kind of get two of each of their original nine flavors for 18 bars there. Highly recommend that. Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at Built.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Justin Ferguson got a listener question. I think it's an interesting question. Um, Scotty P. in the Lockdown Auburn Discord asks, oh gosh, where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Assuming the starting 22 versus Akron is the same 22 starters versus Penn State, except for one position, who is that player and why? So if you had to single someone out, who is a starter Mm -hmm. against Akron that is no longer a starter for the Penn State game just two weeks later? Um, I think the most likely one there is the wide receiver position where Shedrick Jackson is right now. Nothing against Shedrick Jackson. I think the guys behind him at split end are going to get opportunities and are really good as well. Xavier Capers and Elijah Canyon right there. So if I think it's going to be one of those things where the first couple of games of the season, who is the best at that position right now, the consistency, the veteran savvy of Shedrick Jackson got him the starting job. But if Xavion Capers or Elijah Canyon had really good games, then I guess the same could go for uh, you know Kobe Hudson behind Demetrius Robertson, Malcolm right. Johnson Jr., uh, Tavares Dawson, any of those wide receivers. But I think that split in spot, I think that's the most competitive and most even group on the team. You could say left guard or right guard, but they've got co-starters there. You could look at different other. Uh, I think defensively, you're kind of know you kind of know where you're going to be right. for most of the most of those spots. So I'm looking at split end. Uh, and it could easily be Shatter Jackson still, um, uh, you know, being being their 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 guy because of his experience. But uh, yeah, I, I think that is the most sat- last Saturday's open practice that we saw. That was the group that rotated the most, and we saw a lot of guys working with the ones there. Right. I think that's going to continue into the first couple of games. I'm interested. I'm surprised that you said one of them, and I think it's a great answer. But I'm a little surprised you didn't go with one of the positions that has the or next to it, which are the yeah. two uh, the two guard spots, right? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, from my perspective, 
Council at left guard, Jones at right guard. That is Auburn's best look. Okay. That's Auburn's. I think that's Auburn's best. So, I, so no Tayshawn Manning in that lineup. Right, and, and I only say that to say this. I think, I think Keandre Jones is one of your five best linemen. Yeah, and we knew somebody on that offensive line was not going to like. There were two. There were going to be two starters from last season who weren't going to start this year, right? And for it to be Manning and for it to be Alec Jackson, it's not necessarily one of those things where I'm just like uh, downing them. But I think, I think the talent, I think pure talent, I think Keandre Jones has got it um, mm-hmm. compared to other to maybe the maybe the most talented offensive lineman of that starter group right now. And I also think Brandon Council playing him at left guard. If you're going to go under center quite as much as Auburn's going to do this year. Yes. Uh, protecting the blind side is important all the time in the shock. If you're doing a ton of shotgun, it, it kind of balances that out. But if you're going to go under center, you want that left side to be really, really strong. So moving council over there at left guard, he's their best pass protector. He was, you know, their pass protection was not the same after he got hurt last season. So I think keeping him at left guard's big. So I would not be surprised. And in fact, I would probably bank on mm-hmm. Troxel, Council, Brahms, Jones, Ham being the starting lineup we see again in, in week three against Penn State. Yeah, and, and I just want people to understand what you just said. So the difference, right, is when you're in shotgun, the quarterback is able to look straight. He's squared up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And when you're under center and he's dropping back into a pass, whether it's a three-step, five-step, seven, it doesn't matter what it is. His back is then faced. You are facing one direction, so you're not squared up. So that's what uh, that's what Justin's saying there. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. My yeah. answer to the question is um, is Troxel. Uh, I, I think Troxel has a chance to, um, uh, to to not be a starter when it's all said and done against Penn State. Okay, I mean, and that's the thing is that he's pretty much been the number one guy at left tackle. I don't trust. I don't trust the durability, Justin. I, I don't trust his knees, and I hate that. I hate labeling a guy as that way, but, like, I just, one, I mean, it's just so hard to be in the trenches consistently in, in the SEC for any position, but he's just had a hard time staying healthy. He has. He has. This is the longest stretch of health that he has had in his career. And hopefully which I he think turns is a it good around. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which I think is a good thing because I think talent-wise, he, he, he is, he's, I mean, he was one of the Auburn's best offensive tackle recruits they've had in, in the modern era. Yeah. He's just got to stay healthy. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's it that offensive line is going to be key because I think that's where, even if they don't start, having Alec Jackson, having Tayshawn Manning is very key because then if you can move a guy like Council around and readjust there, maybe Zyre is the guy at left tackle. You feel, you know, if, if something happened to Troxel, you could bring him back up easily. But – um, I think having that depth is going to be very, very big for them this year. Do you think the two tackles are slotted? Like, do you think Zaire is the left tackle uh, if something happens, and Coffee is the right tackle, or do you think there's yes. one that could be? But okay, you think they're they're tied I, to specific sides? No, I think I think they could play both. Yeah, Zaire's more of the of the pass protecting type, which makes left tackle a little bit more sure, yeah. good for him. Coffee. Like Brent Coffey is an interesting, th- an interesting character to me in this all this because if you go back and watch his JUCO film, he is mean as heck, especially run blocking. I mean, he puts people in the dirt and, and buries them. And so you look at that, and again, like I said, you want both sides of the line to be good at pass protecting, and you want them both to be good at run blocking, absolutely. But if your left sides are really good at pass protecting, and that's something that they can specialize in, you know, left for lack of a better term, that right side of the line, I think put. Jones and Ham can move some bodies. Those are right. huge humans. Um, that especially in the running game. And you go back to last season, 
when they were together on the field at the same time, Auburn could really run well on the right side with them. So uh, I think I think coffee fits right in if anything happens on that right side. With all of the coffee shops that have popped up in Auburn, how yeah. have none of them called Brendan Coffee for an NIL deal? That makes no I, sense to me. I guess they're waiting for him to be a starter. I don't know, man. Doesn't Give matter. the offensive lineman do- some love. Yeah, what I'm I agree. Saying. I agree. That's Give what the I'm offensive saying. lineman some love. <laughs> Today's show, so many. There's they, so many. There are. They are. Hey, this is a Brandon Council podcast, though. Just throwing that out there. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. It's time to get those bets in. It's time to get in on the action. Game day is finally here. Head to the website, betonline.ag. You can use your mobile device, use your computer, doesn't matter what it is, and sign up, and you can get a 100% welcome bonus on that deposit. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKED ON. Betonline, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jay Ferg, uh, the the game hasn't started yet, but uh, <laughs> as the time of us recording this, but enough has happened in the bounce house tonight where uh, a lot of folks tweeting about and talking about Bruce Pearl in UCF gear on the sidelines supporting Gus Malzahn. What are your thoughts on that? First of all, not surprised at all. Those two guys are really close friends, yeah. Uh, and and that's going to be something that I think lasts a lifetime. That that connection and that partnership doesn't matter where they are, yeah. Physically, I think those guys are really really close, and it's cool to see. It's cool to see Bruce supporting uh, supporting uh, Gus. Um, I know that I know that's knowing Gus. I know that's very special to him, right? Uh, to to see that. Number two, I don't know. I don't know all of what's going on down there. But I do know Auburn's got quite a few, you know, basketball recruits in that in the Orlando area that they're uh-huh. going after. So it's a really good timing thing. I think you know, killed two birds with one stone. They're going after guys like Jerace Walker out of uh, out of IMG. There's, you know, you can always go find dudes at at Montverde <laughs> that they want to re- recruit, not yeah. just in this 22 class, but 23, 24, and beyond. So yeah, I think uh, you know Bruce Pearl's Bruce Pearl's a smart man. You know, he 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 knows how to recruit uh, really really well. And uh, yeah, very loyal to his loyal to his friends, and I think it's really cool to see. I don't know, I don't know how the Auburn fan base is going to react to Gus right. having success this year or supporting him or whatnot, but I I think there's going to be a lot of people like Bruce that are wanting to see him him succeed, and they're going they're going uh, they're going to rally behind him. I I think him going down there to support Gus is genuine. So what I'm about to say, I don't want to take oh, away sure. from that. I think it's very genuine. I think I believe their friendship, but Bruce Pearl is a genius. It is the opening weekend of college football, and he has us talking about the Auburn basketball program with him yeah, going down. Yeah, and they're recruiting. Yeah, 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 100%. It's, it's a, you know that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked that the game hasn't started yet, but I would not be shocked if he got in that booth and talked. You know, or, 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 yeah, or at least they show him on the sidelines. Totally. I mean, yeah. that guy is a recruiting genius. He is a marketing mm-hmm. genius. So I, I am all about it. I am all about oh, yeah. it. So yeah, good move, good move by Bruce, and a cool move to see. I mean, you know, it's it's it, I I like it. Like I both of those guys personally, 
Uh, I really, I really enjoy covering them, covering them, uh, covered Gus, and and still covering Bruce. Yeah. So it's really cool to see them supporting each other. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Justin, uh, pivoting back to football, just kind of you know one last talking point before um, before we go into the Auburn football season, which is so exciting. But what do you expect to see regarding quarterback rotation and snap count? tomorrow and what what should Auburn fans look at what do you think certain things mean I know that's purposely open-ended of a question but um yeah I just want your general thoughts on it yeah I think I think it's gonna be Bo with the first team if not all the snaps the vast majority of them I think if we see TJ Finley or Demetrius Davis it will most likely be when the rest of the offense is kind of rotating in now I could be wrong um but Brian Harson has been very adamant throughout the offseason that he wants to roll with one guy. And it was the thing of like, well, if there are other guys uh, that emerge and that we feel like we need to play them because it makes us better, right? we'll do that. A little harder when a guy like TJ Finley is not necessarily, or at all, uh, a dual threat guy. Finley is a pocket passing type of, of dude. It's not like yeah. he's the change of pace. He pointed back to Montel Cozart when he was at Boise State. Completely different. That, that's a Demetrius Davis type of role, right? Not as much with TJ Finley. So, you know, everything we've heard and seen to this point makes it think, okay, this is Bo. This is going to be Bo's show. They want to run things clean. They want to get the foundations put in these first couple of games with the ones. It makes sense it's going to be Bo. Now, wouldn't be surprised at all if they're rolling and they decide to go with Finley and see what they, see what they get out of him because you can get much more evaluation and all that from actual game than, yes. than what you're seeing in, in, in practice. But I do think you're most likely going to see a lot of Bo Nicks with the first team, and you might not see very much of the other quarterbacks with the first team. And because I think until something changes, Bo Nicks is their guy. Mm-hmm. If Bo Nicks does come out, whether it's towards the end of the first half, whether it's you know at halftime and Finley starts the third quarter, is it worth looking at who else is in on in the game, like if they yeah. keep the starting offensive line in, if they keep a lot of the starting receivers, I assume they would take Tank out with Bo, but maybe it's Shivers. Uh, yeah, how do you respond to that if you're an Auburn fan watching that? What does that communicate? Yeah. Well, I think it. I think if 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 TJ Finley or Demetrius Davis come into the game and it's the rest of the first team offense, I'm like, okay, well they they really want to evaluate these guys with the first team. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, what he said a couple of weeks ago, Bo Nix would be our starter today. That's still the case, and it might be a thing where it's a case-by-case basis, but that doesn't seem to match the vibe right now. So if Bo Bo Nix comes out and you have TJ Finley in the game or Demetrius Davis in the game, and it's mostly guys who aren't starters, if it's a new offensive line, they're rotating in at running back and rotating in at wide receiver and tight end, then what you could say is, look, this is an opportunity for us to give give these guys some reps. They've got to be ready because if anything happens to Bo Nix injury-wise, He's got to be ready. You know, Finley's got to be ready. They want to have Davis ready. And the other thing with Davis is, like, you get four games. You get four games where you don't have to worry about it with your redshirt capability. This is one of the games that makes the most sense to play in. I would say it's that this and Alabama State, these first two games. Right. You can do that and then figure it out moving forward. So I, I think you know, Auburn fans who are wanting to see a change or anything, I, I think it's going to have to be – Stuff happens on the field where it seems obvious that Auburn needs to do something different. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be quite as open-ended to start the season uh, because I think Brian Harson wants to roll with one guy. 
and and Mike Bobo as well, and 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 it's been Bo. It's been Bo all throughout the all the, all throughout the fall. Right. Even though I think towards the end of camp, we started seeing a little bit more of Finley and hearing a little bit more about him kind of clicking in the offense. But Bo had a ton of advantages coming in, including a few months of a head start in this offense. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a spring, which is a huge deal. Justin, where uh, where can people find all your stuff? How can they sign up? All that good stuff. Yeah, auburnobserver.com is where you can find everything we've got going on. So, like I said, the mailbag went out early, and that's my fault this week. But um, this weekend, uh, so, so if you sign up at the Observer, Sunday morning you'll get the observations. You will get a podcast that will be free for everybody recapping the game later in the day on Sunday. Uh, film room on Monday morning. Uh, so that's a lot that, that's a lot that we're going to be putting out there o- over the weekend. It comes straight to your email inbox. Uh, if you sign up at auburnobserver.com. Like I said, new subscribers, $48 for the full year Great deal. Instead, of the, instead of the full 60 uh, like, like we've been doing, and that runs out on Sunday. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much for your time. As always, my friend. Yes, sir. Everyone happy, listening. Happy and weekend. Watching, yes, happy, happy weekend. weekend. Enjoy Auburn football, and we'll talk about it on Monday. See you later. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.